1: Hi, welcome to Aging Life, the show about all things aging. Today, I'm delighted to be talking with author Rick Bava, who um, wrote the book uh, In Search of the Baby Boom Generation. We're going to talk about aging as a boomer in the 21st century. Rick, uh, in addition to his book, uh, is a member of the leadership team with Today's Seniors Magazine, a national publication, both in print and online. Rick is celebrating his ninth year of writing a column in that magazine called The Boomer Corner." Rick has been a thought leader for the baby boomer boom generation since 2008 and is thought of as one of the leading voices for his generation, which is my generation. I am so delighted he could join us today and share with us some of his knowledge of this unique group of aging adults. Rick, welcome to Aging Life, and thank you for taking the time to be here with us this morning.
2: Well, thank you, Nancy. I uh, really appreciated the uh, invitation. Uh, You're doing such great work. It was an honor to get your request to be on your distinguished show, and I must uh, share with your audience, that your focus on the baby boomer generation is uh, really something to be admired.
1: Well, you know, I began the show uh, looking at those who care for aging loved ones, but soon began to feel as though it was important to really address seniors themselves, because um, Mm -hmm. they, we, are in search of... Good information, and uh, and a lot of the information I was sharing with people who might have been defined as caregivers were also um, older adults themselves, and we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but mm-hmm. um, you know, your book, as you say to me, was the culmination of your travels and conversations with boomers with, throughout the United States and from all walks of life and socioeconomic backgrounds, which is really important. Um, So I wanna discuss what you learned in your travels about this unique and often talked about group of aging adults, the boomer. And I also wanna talk about the issues that um, you believe uh, we are currently facing or will be facing. So just to start us off, Rick, could you Uh please tell us um, for our listeners, um, who is a boomer and why is this generation so significant?
2: Yeah. um, Three things uh, right off, uh, Nancy, to answer your question. Uh, The baby boomer is defined as someone born between 1946 and 1964. And I thought uh, what you shared uh, about your search for information is really uh, uh, kind of synonymous with what the the book title is all about. We were really... uh, Uh, looking as I traveled the country to um, get input from a peer-to-peer type of uh, uh, relationship value within the book framework. Uh, The book is Mm -hmm. focused on baby boomers. It tries to take where baby boomers uh, uh, are from, where they are now, and the path, uh, uh, path forward. And you are correct. Uh, I did travel the country for over two years, interviewing baby boomers from all walks of uh, life. And when we, uh, when I say we, I'm talking about my wife uh, who edited the book. Um, I, as I put the uh, book together, I took the topics that I thought were most germane in all of the conversations that I had. Uh, With the baby boomers uh, across the country,
1: Mm -hmm. and you know, I um, I am often uh, quoting on my show the fact that we uh, boomers have been turning um, sixty-five at a rate of ten thousand a day for the last I don't know,
2: very accurate. Ten years or so,
1: yeah, and we have nine years more of ten thousand a day. So yeah, yeah, which. you know, we're a pretty large bunch. In fact, um, yeah. um, I have taken note that millennials, uh, right now there are 75 million millennials. So, you know, they they may um, be another significant generation in all that.
2: Oh, no question.
1: You know, mm-hmm. when looking at all of what this generation uh, has lived through and also, um, the changes this generation has made, um, certainly on a cultural level, yes. Um, yes. it makes them very significant. Our group makes them very significant. I I used to have a joke that says, huh. um, uh, "What what was it, was it? What was the fellow's name? in Easy Rider? Hoffer? Yeah. Um, that is I used to." Dennis Hopper. I used to make a joke uh, when I would give a talk, saying, "Who's going to tell that guy he can't ride on his motorcycle anymore?" That's, right. um, That's You know, right. <laughs> and so you know, boomers are an independent lot, and you know, I have my own sort of, I don't know, myth or um, thoughts about who boomers are, but but which is yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is why I'm so excited to have you here to oh, talk about I it, because um, I, I really want to know this generation a little bit better. And um, and for my listeners, I, I think, uh, you know, on a professional level, you know, they're interested in knowing who they're dealing with, right, as they age, yes. but also... Yes. For, um, for people who are caring for these adults, you know, what is it that's so significant? So we're going to try to squeeze as much as we can out of you in a very short okay. period of time.
2: I'll so, follow um, your lead. You're the, you're the host, well, and I'm delighted <laughs> to follow your lead.
1: Thank you. And well, I want to know some of the unique things you learned about boomers while you were interviewing all these folks and putting this book together. What, what were some of the, um, you know, generalities you can, you can tell us about?
2: Yeah, that would be a good uh, a foundation, I think, to build on our, uh, on our interview. Um, mm-hmm. And I can already share with the audience that I think they'll, they'll be uh, value because of the conversational nature of your professional interview style I should also share with the um, audience that, um, and I think I might be right on this, Nancy, you and I are about the same age, maybe seven or eight days uh,
1: I'm, apart. i i'm se- uh,
2: mm-hmm. so, yes. um, so, we fall in a, a very significant year, um, 1955, mm-hmm. I was born December 18th, 1955, yes. and in Malcolm Gladwell's book... Um, uh, outliers, he actually talked about people born in 1955. It's a significant uh, segment of the baby boomer population that kind of falls right in the middle. I think the second thing that I would like to um, share to answer your question in a robust way is uh, baby boomers really uh, are an offshoot of the greatest generation, of course. And Tom Brokaw Brokaw wrote one of the great books uh, about the greatest generation, in fact, uh, probably is responsible for coining the term. And um, the baby boomers are an offshoot of that uh, generation, and we are looking to... Begin our talk really about the, some of the issues that are talking about uh, that we're talking about with uh, our generation, and one is for sure the fact that baby boomers are doing quite a bit of caregiving for um, the, their parents, and that is probably one of the most important topics that came about in the book. When I look at all the topics, the generalities, as you like to say. Um, we look at certain classifications of topics that are most germane to baby boomers, and one in particular is, uh, and I think baby boomers can tell you that they're really uh, grappling with this issue now, and that is the caregiving for um, for their parents. Uh, and so, I think that's that's one takeaway that I would say I I gathered from talking to our. Follow baby boomers. I'd also share Mm -hmm. with you, that uh, Nancy, that um, baby boomers have always learned and operated over their span of life in a peer-to-peer type way. They like to learn from other people who are in their generation. And I think that they uh, were very open and honest in the sharing. I think that's a second good generality that we can people always ask me, well, what happened when you talk to baby boomers? Did they open up? Did they talk about the issues? Yeah, I think they did. Certainly, they like to talk about the fun part, you know, the movies, growing up on TV, the sporting events that they might have attended with their father. But they also uh, talk about the issues that are the here and now, and uh, one of which is the uh, caring for elderly parents. I would also as an offshoot for that, some of the uh aspects for when you lose parents, uh and then they offshoot from there, the settling of the estates. There's um those were three real uh topics. And then the third generality that I would say we talked a little bit about it, some of the fun part, but the, the other aspects are the worrisome parts of the baby boomers, you know. Did they save enough for retirement, the Social Security aspect, Medicare? Um, I just, interesting enough, uh, uh, turned 65, so I had to go through the process of uh, Mm -hmm. signing up for uh, Medicare. So that was kind of an uh, eye-opening situation because I thought that was something we did for our, our parents. And then the last generality that I would say to turn it back over to you would be, the path forward, there was a lot of conversation about, well, we had great college days, Uh, what are we doing today, Um, some are still working, some are retiring, uh, some are planning for their financial future. Then, third aspect, how do we want to live out the rest of our life? So, that's uh, that kind of is in a bit of a nutshell to kind of get you started. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes, it is, and uh, I will note those are some of the issues we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, did you um, did you find um, just to talk about um, I guess a generalization about the person that they are more independent group of individuals I hear that you you I do believe we like to learn from each other and um, learning and education is a big part of um, our drive or what we grew up with more so than our parents Uh yeah yeah anything else what was there one thing you learned that surprised you
2: yeah, the the one thing that I that kind of surprised me was, um, uh, you know, when we were in college, uh, Nancy, uh, or getting ready for college, there was a tone in the country where people um, wanted to leave home. They wanted to get out. They wanted to get to college. They wanted to explore the world, and mm-hmm. maybe in some respects, they
1: uh,
2: wanted to distance themselves with their, from their. Their family. Uh, uh, what I was kind of surprised by was the return to family. Um, the present-day baby boomer is trying to make connections. They're trying to build on extended family. They're trying to uh, form better relationships with their siblings. Uh, a lot of uh, baby boomers are actually reaching out to friends that they haven't seen for years, and and mm-hmm. even. Old college friends and get those connections back. Of course, social media is a tremendous help in that uh, in that regard. But the surprise was um, the the um, the uh, the value of uh, friends, family, uh, loved ones, uh, and the the, and the need for that kind of connection. You um, know, I was glad to see it actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I belong to a group. Uh, it's my high school group on Facebook, How about that? and yeah, yeah. and uh, pictures of you know the old part of the city I grew up in and the school and yeah, it's um, it is. It feels like they're my friends again. It's yeah, really that's, that's odd.
2: right. It's uh, you you pick mm-hmm. right up. Uh, you know my. Um, I went to the University of Wisconsin for undergrad. Okay. University of Wisconsin mm-hmm. Madison, and the uh, alumni association was a big help in boosting the uh, popularity of the book. Um, and so, a lot of oh, nice. old friends from college reached back, um, you know, saw the recognition of the book, read it, and uh, and uh, you know, reached out, and 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 that helped with the uh, connection aspects of uh, of. Uh, what we're talking about here, but I think um, coming back also to the structure of the book when we when we put together the book, we wanted to first kind of start early on with an overview um, kind of baby boomers in the twenty first century and and then we looked specifically at some really important key issues like uh, what we shared already in the conversation um, uh, the caregiving for elderly parents uh, mm-hmm. The um, losing parents uh, settling in the estates. Then, then we did also in the middle part of the book talk about a lot of the fun aspects. I mean, I still get notes constantly from baby boomers, either related to the book, either related to the magazine, or when I go and lecture. Um, I did a lecture at Georgetown University for their Masters in Aging program. Uh, Dr. Pamela Sa- uh, Saunders uh, used the book. Uh, she heads up that department for required reading oh, for the nice. students, and it was fun to talk to the next generation who were looking to learn uh, um, uh, about our generation. Uh, but the but the people who are you know our peers, they they love it when they'll send in notes about uh, you know. Uh, where were you when the Beatles first appeared on the Ed Sullivan Mm -hmm. show? Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I have a a friend who is a great baseball fan like I am, who talks about uh, watching Sandy Koufax pitch or or watching Mickey Mantle hit. Uh, A lot of times there will be great people like um, Robert Fowler from Retirement Media who will uh, share, uh, you know, about great movies for baby boomers and, and also all the important aspects of, uh, of our, uh, our generation. And then so, towards the end of know. the book, we, we wanted to make sure that it wasn't just about the issues that we're facing now or a walk down memory lane or, um, you know, just a, a recite of things that, mm. that help your, and jog your memory uh, of our generation uh, all of those were actually fun parts, and, and baby boomers get a lot out of it uh, in that peer-to-peer manner that you were talking about, Nancy. But we also wanted to talk about, you know, the path, uh, the path forward, and, and that's what we do towards the end of the book and into the sure. epilogue. Um, so it's sure. a it's a good framework of uh, of our our generation, and it's a tremendous yeah. um, staple, you know, for our work. With uh, today's senior magazine, which is a publication that just focuses on baby boomers and seniors, and we're very proud of our work there.
1: Mm-hmm. So, what you're talking about really is that there's a certain sentimentality that uh, maybe is present in all generations regarding their youth. I mean, I I know people certainly enjoy always enjoy the music of their youth, but um, oh, but our music but is. but. The, but this generation you're you're sharing is unique in that uh, many did leave home, and moved across the country. And uh, and what what you saw was that as they get older or look at retirement or think about retirement, people are thinking about getting back to to their roots, if you will, or reconnecting with family. Um, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm. Doing something similar, I moved twenty five hundred miles away and never went back. And and of course, in in uh, in the early eighties, you know, a phone call was a long distance um, cost. And oh so yes,
2: absolutely.
1: W- we weren't very connected. Yes, we weren't very connected, and uh, which was hard. Um, and you had to make a real effort to stay connected, which I did, but. Um, yeah, so that, that's an interesting part of looking forward and thinking about. But, but what you say is that that's what surprised you, is how people are now looking at that reconnection after so that's, many That's years. correct. That's, that's, a, that's so this accurate. Is kind uh, the of word nice.
2: sentimentality is, uh, is, is spot on. And mm-hmm. a lot of times in the comparison nature of generation to generation, I mean, there is no question about it that um, there's a reason why they should be called the greatest generation I mean <laughs> that uh, yes. that is true I mean here's a group that went through depression and and uh, uh, fought World War II to save the world uh, most mm-hmm. people own um, you know a, a responsibility for the life that we have now and they deserve our ultimate respect but what's interesting about the people from the greatest generation. I don't know what your parents were like, Nancy, or what the listeners' parents were like, but um, we we find in, in, in our analysis that they're the great people from the greatest generation were a little bit more private. You know, they weren't uh, out there pounding their chants. They weren't I, I, I type of people. Um, no. If you look back at that generation, they had a lot of friends. There was a lot of um, happiness grown by inviting people to their home and sharing around the table. And I think we grew up as baby boomers in that kind of uh, environment. Um, I think in Mm -hmm. our generation, maybe due to the movement on civil rights, the Vietnam War, um, what happened on college campuses, uh, that sparked um, a whole different kind of uh, thought pattern. Mm -hmm. Uh, but, But with every thought pattern are the the sentimental parts of where were you when you heard that song you you really um wrote right. uh, something yeah. about the music of our generation, people of our generation, baby boomers are still listening to our music and will argue that it was the best music you know <laughs> uh, and um and, <laughs> and that kind of thing but you know we 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 also look at the fact that you know we're we're as you say ten thousand um uh, uh, a day. people retiring today mm-hmm. seventy eight yes. million strong the facts and figures are are, mm-hmm. are spot on and and what do you do now? What what do you do? You know, have you saved enough for retirement? Right. That's a, right. that's a right. problem. That's a problem, you know?
1: Right. Well, um, you know, we are a generation that um does a lot of contemplation and thinking and, and uh, wants to be happy and, um, you know, and will even go to therapy to figure it out. Our parents didn't do that. Um, Listen, we're going to take our first break. um, And when we come back, we're going to continue this uh, very informative conversation with Rick Bava, author of In Search of the Baby Boom Generation. We, uh, I want to give a shout out to my sponsors, TrueLink Financial and the Decades Group. You can find um, them online, and uh, we'll be right back. <music>
0: This is Aging Life Network. If you have a question or comment for Nancy about the show, please send an email to nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. That's nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Welcome back, and I am joined by Rick Bava, uh, author of In Search of the Baby Boom Generation, as well as um, an uh, writer of the Boomer Corner in today's senior magazine, a national uh, publication. Um, I want to talk about now, if you don't mind, Rick, I'd like to sure. talk about those issues um, you uh, were mentioning that boomers will face in the 21st mm-hmm. century, and many of them are facing now. Um, yeah. You mentioned caregivers, caregiving, and... As you know, as we both know, um, someone 65, 70, 75, many, uh, because people are living so much longer, many are still providing and just beginning to provide care to an aging parent. Their parent may have aged very well, be living across the country, be, you know, 90 years old and completely independent, but suddenly some event occurs and... They are in this world of uh, yes. care and aging. And yes. um, so you found a lot of folks who are in the middle of that or in the midst of that.
2: I would say of um, all the topics that we covered uh, that would fall in the framework of important aspects facing baby boomers, uh, uh, caregiving for an elderly parent uh, was most germane, and it is mm-hmm. really uh, touching at the hearts of baby boomers uh, across America. I, I want to share something and a couple of examples about that, but I first want to tell the audience uh, who's listening during the break, I mentioned to Nancy um, what a great interviewer she is. She's making my job so much easier to share with the audience uh, because of her um, acumen. So thank you for that, Nancy. Um, I would like to share with you that uh, in your audience that a good example that would be a microcosm of baby boomers across the country. There's a woman, 65, living in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, Her uh, parents were um, distinguished people. Her father was a uh, distinguished professor at uh, Ohio State University, and the mother also worked in the department as a biophysics professor and um, it was just, by all accounts, a wonderful family to be uh, around. But um, about four years ago, the father started to get sick, and then over time um, went through, unfortunately, the process that happens where you get sick, and then there's the ICU, and then there's hospice, and then the father passes away. So then the family gets to a decision of what do we do with mom, right? They've been in the house 60 years. Uh, you don't want to put her in a, in a facility of any kind. She's, at the time, was healthy and well. Interesting enough, the mother is one of the reasons why I came up with this example is when you framed um, 65 and, and then you said the parent was 90. The mother, in this case, is 90 now. And now the, the decision had to be made by the family what to do, right? Well, Mom tried to live on her own for a very, very short period of time, shortly after her husband died, but that quickly um, evaporated, and a decision by the family had to be made that this daughter and her husband moved in uh, with uh, the mother to keep her in the family home. Now, time has passed, and over time, the mother needs more care, it's the calling of the hearing aid. It's the taking the mm-hmm. primary care physician. It's the hip replacement. It's the, uh, it's the trying to get the mother out for walks. It's the idea of keeping uh, a wellness. Well, that takes a toll on the 65-year-old um, uh, daughter. Interesting mm-hmm. enough, she has three kids of her own. She's got grandchildren. And right. so it becomes the, the, the full picture, right? Children, yes. grandchildren, my son's going to get married, caring for mom, keeping her in the home, uh, and then all of the ancillary services that go with um, caring uh, uh, for mom. It's, it's a job, and it, the caregiver deserves a tremendous amount of our respect because they're doing um, great work um, in a loving way mom and dad were so wonderful as parents, right. now it's time for the the daughter to take over. It's really a reverse role, isn't and, it?
1: Well, and let me let me add that um, with the um, high level of divorce and many women in the boomer group who are single, right. living alone, mm-hmm. it's often that daughter who might move in. Yes. And so... There's an enormous lack of support um, yes, and uh, you know there are many um, um, groups on Facebook, um, you know, with hundreds, thousands of caregivers, uh, most right. of them women mm-hmm. who talk about the exhaustion of the work. And so yes, it, yeah. it's it takes a toll and you know the the thing that is pretty, um concerning for caregivers is that although many of those single caregivers you know say their siblings don't help, I, I imagine many siblings do in a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. But yeah. um, the real concern is that for the 90 year old, there, you know, they had three, four, five kids. The boomer had one, two kids.
2: That's and right. so
1: mm-hmm. the number of People available. Some, some,
2: no to, children at all. So no and children many because, ma- many yeah, no because children. they're two professionals. Right. You got the molecular right. biologist married to mm-hmm. the business person and whatever.
1: Type yeah,
2: and yeah. I mean that's well, I, right. Yeah, that's,
1: that's, yeah. That's I have cool. well, and I I call myself um, part of that group of women where career was first oh, sure. and critical and, I, and, and I, was, I
2: was probably would have wanted that that's what
1: you well fought for. yeah mom was fine with whatever i did but dad really pushed uh, the education and and you know yeah. um yeah for me i was hitting 40 and i said oh i forgot to do the kid part and so right. i i had a child at 40 which is a whole nother discussion right. of you know the, oh, sure. the millennials that are going to be caring for parents but um but the truth is, yeah, as you said, many didn't have children at all. And so statistically, I've seen the numbers, but it's like 1.5 people, family members versus, yeah. you know, yeah. 4, 3, 3.75 today. So caregiving now is an issue and finding caregivers um, we're going to be dealing more than likely with um, strangers, non-family caregivers.
2: Yeah. But you know that fa- you, you brought up something uh, in your earlier remarks a few minutes ago uh, about all, about families, you know, uh, all families are not created equal. I was talking to a retired doctor who headed up Loyola University Hospital in Chicago, who was saying that he had quite a geriatric practice uh, for most mm-hmm. of his career and and when the um you know elderly parents started to get sick and you'd meet with the kids uh you know there wasn't always the camaraderie across the board uh in terms of the helping and and of course, there's different opinions as to what would be best for mom or dad, whoever is the remaining parent or both um but but yeah. in fairness yeah. uh, all mm-hmm. all the doctor told me all uh, families are not created equal you know some are completely loving and the siblings have a great relationship
1: mm-hmm. some
2: like you were describing it falls on one and and that is uh, very uh, um, a very it's strenuous difficult. and then there's a third aspect some some parents just feel you know you don't like to say it this way but just they do feel a little bit more comfortable, one or the other. You know, sometimes the right. the elderly mm-hmm. mother is mm-hmm. a little bit more comfortable with one daughter versus uh, uh, versus the other. But but it is communication within a family, caring for an elderly parent. I would say has got to be you know one of the most important aspects. Very difficult. Female,
1: very yeah, difficult. yeah, and I would say, um, uh, when, I, when I've given talks, um, having been in the yeah. world of conflicted families in my fiduciary practice for many years, that even the best families begin to show little cracks under the pressure and the stress of care yeah. know, for oh, an elderly yeah. loved one, yeah. and so. Yeah, my advice to them always is just really try to be as kind as you can. You'll get through it. Um yeah. there is another side, but um it can yeah. be really difficult even for the good families with good parents. And and then of course there are the parents who didn't um you know treat their children well and so some Well, that's
2: that's another that's another, that's another story. You know, yeah. That's, that, you know, that's another story. That's another story. But you know the the caregivers got to find time to uh, enjoy. I was talking to a baby boomer from your hometown, uh, Boston, uh, Nancy mm-hmm. big yes. Red Sox fan. I'm sure you're still maybe a I Red am. sox fan I am and and uh, you know there's nothing like going to a game at Fenway Park, and uh, he's been going for years, uh, but him and his wife now are caring for his elderly mother. but he mm-hmm. he does mm-hmm. find the spots. He's had a group of buddies that he goes to uh, half a dozen Red Sox games a year. They always have one Yankee game in their, in their uh, specter. And, you know, he says, I, I, I can't give that up, uh, Rick. He says, I, I can't give that up. He said, uh, you know, if you start giving up everything, then you're going to find yourself in a uh, with a different disposition to pass on to oh, your yes. uh, no, so, uh, to your mother, yeah. and that's key too, right? Right. Self care.
1: You know. Self care is critical. Um, right. I know. Yes, I had a sister, divorced, single, who cared for my mother, and we, my sister and I, probably not enough. Although I had one sister that lived near her, and uh, we tried to give breaks as often as possible. We also. Right. Once we sold the family home um, and had to move mom um, to a different location with our sister, we used those funds to hire, um, you know, caregivers to give my sister a break. And so, and that's that's why that industry is uh, really mushrooming and, uh, you know, and it will, we will see an evolution in that, um, in that... uh, industry. So um, we've only got a few minutes left till our second break. So let's talk about retirement. Um, mm-hmm. I know we both listened to your friend, Ron Zurz. Ron Zurs? Zurs.
2: I'm glad you sat in. Yeah, Ron Zurs. And He's uh, I, a the Boomer Investing Show. Boomer
1: Investing Show. Yeah. Investing show. yeah very interesting. Yeah. He's very knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. And um, and so he was talking about, you know, the large number of, and it's been reported, the large number of boomers who have not saved enough for retirement. And uh-huh. I think that, um, um, you know, I've always said there's a retirement plan for everyone, but, um, you know, it just depends on what you want, really. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. so... Uh-huh. What can you tell us about that? What did you find? What did you write about?
2: I'll, gi- I'll give you. I'll give you a quick snapshot, then let you go to break. I want to stay within your uh, up parameters, but it's suffice to say that uh, baby boomers, um, you know, they they lived. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of them, not all. There were a lot of responsible baby boomers, but uh, they they really. Uh, got in the habit, especially during the 80s, of using plastic, and they a lot of them lived beyond their means, uh, maybe chased the Joneses a little bit too much, and uh, always thought the house was going to go up in value, that the stock market was always going to grow, and it was a real eye-opening experience when 2009 hit, and I think a lot of baby boomers are still recovering Uh, from uh, that aspect. But that is worth touching upon maybe when you come back from the break, Nancy.
1: Okay. You know, we've got time. We've got two minutes.
2: Okay. Okay, Mm -hmm. good. All right. In two minutes, I'd like to uh, say this. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, when a baby boomer was growing up, uh, maybe uh, their parents were a little bit frugal, right? Because their parents might have been, you know, still thinking about their depression days. The baby boomer wanted to live it up. Uh, You know, in our generation, uh, more cars, bigger house, uh, travel, uh, go places, see things happened. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that was all great, and the enjoyment factor was terrific. But, you know, the rainy day fun might have uh, uh, suffered a little bit. So there's a whole aspect in the book where we cover... that there are a lot of a high percent, not a high percentage, but a good percentage of baby boomers that just simply were not ready for retirement. So, you know, they found themselves working longer, still working um, and then trying to figure out, you know, how to have a quality life uh, going forward on the means that they uh, have. And that's why I think what Ron Mm -hmm. was saying yesterday about social security and and those aspects uh, became uh, uh, paramount, and and also getting the best out of your uh, out of your uh, uh, funds. But that's an issue for baby boomers right now. There's nice. a, a slice of our generation that um, that is not quite ready for retirement. Mm-hmm, but there's also I, one one final mm-hmm. thing I will say on that. Sure. A lot of baby boomers did do well, and that is position them well for quite a bit of. Uh, great things ahead in terms of what they're doing and how they're living their life. And we can talk more about that aspect too.
1: And have you noticed, um, particularly since the pandemic, how many boomers are um, buying RVs and campers and traveling? I mean, it's just, in what I see, it's just pretty phenomenal that people
2: are uh, well and maybe it, it, that's that's not just anecdotal uh abc news did a story on that and and they uh, actually uh yeah. profiled an rv uh um company and 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 david muir that was david muir's program and um and uh, they can't keep them in stock i mean uh, the open road and the I, rvs yeah. and and yeah it's it's really some effect uh here in uh, del mar california and uh very close to where I live in the San Diego area, they at the Del Mar Fairgrounds over the weekend. They had uh, a whole um, a show about that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, of uh, you know of, of not just RVs but different vehicles for people to mm-hmm. live in and many houses and all kinds of things yeah. that uh, yeah. that are and downsizing.
1: Yeah, some of them, yeah, some feel like this is our last opportunity. We're going to just travel and and um, look around. And, and I think it might be part of that last piece we're going to talk about when we come back, and that's the path forward. Okay. I think for some Step people, forward. they're Great. just, yeah, so um, we'll be right back, and we're going to talk about um, uh, boomers, what they're thinking about in terms of how they want to live out um The last, gosh, it could be, we don't know, 10 to 30 years. So we'll be right back.
0: Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Are you overwhelmed and struggling with the next step? Is your family in crisis? Do you need advice or help making a difficult decision for an aging loved one? Aging Life Network was developed to connect you with senior care experts and life care professionals who will discuss your unique situation, offer practical step-by-step guidance, tell you the questions to ask, and help you understand the maze of options. Their network of life care professionals Available to you through HIPAA-compliant video conferencing and calls. We'll work with you to create action plans to solve your current and real-time problems. Aging Life Network's online educational center, ALN Academy, offers 24-7 access to the most up-to-date and accurate information for seniors and their families. Through podcast interviews with senior care experts, articles, and live webinars, Aging Life Network shares with you those things you need to know to care for your aging loved one. Check out aginglifenetwork.com today and find the answers you need.
1: Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
0: This is Aging Life Network. If you have a question or comment for Nancy about the show, please send an email to nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. That's nancy at aginglifenetwork.com. Now, back to the program.
1: Hi, welcome back. I'm here with Rick Bava, um, author of In Search of the Boomer Generation. And we've been talking about aging as a boomer in the 21st century. And, you know, but Rick, both you and I are aware that um, given where we are today in the world of aging, there are many positive developments that will assist boomers as they age. I mean, one of the positive developments, of course, is longevity. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's something we can prepare for and look forward to. Of course, we're aging mm-hmm. because of modern medicine and, and often aging with chronic conditions that um, we're being treated for. but you know the world is beginning to um, look to the older adult as a as a force, as a consumer force, um, as a cultural change force. And so uh-huh. you know I've always imagined that our generation would change the look. Of aging, And I think in a lot of ways we're doing that.
2: Yeah, I think that's spot on. Uh, great, um, great assessment. Um, and I, I also pick up on something that you shared, which I think is also prevalent. Um, in the last segment, we were talking about some of the issues. But in, as you came back from the break, you were talking mm-hmm. about positive. Baby boomers as a whole are a positive generation. Um, Mm -hmm. and one of the things I found when I traveled the country and talked to my fellow Baby Boomers, our fellow Baby Boomers, Nancy, and, of course, I'm talking with uh, Baby Boomers every day and my leadership role for Today's Senior Magazine, um, I I see an upbeat and positive nature to um, our generation, and they are trying to change the face of of, uh, aging. Uh, We like to say, and I think I put this in the book, that Baby Boomers... Um, are not as much worried about rocking their grandchildren as they are wanting to still rock the world, right? And <laughs> so they they still want to explore. They still want to go out and see. They want to, in some ways, they want to uh, maybe get to things that they didn't have a chance to do while they were raising uh, a family. Uh, travel is, is high on their list. Uh, mm-hmm. um, a lot of baby boomers, to pick up on what you're saying about the RVs, um, mm-hmm. are traveling in and uh, the country but they're also going to the national parks that's another right. big thing that baby right. boomers are um, are, mm-hmm. um, are 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 doing um, so you got this interesting combination you got this combination of wanting to be close to family you got this combination of still wanting to explore you have this idea of wanting to travel um so you have a lot of uh, different things and, and you know, maybe uh, trying to do things that uh, you never had the opportunity to do. In fact, some baby boomers are even doing it work-wise. That's where the whole term encore career came from.
1: Correct. Right? Yes. Where
2: they're trying to yeah. uh, give back and still make a contribution to mm-hmm. society, maybe work in a nonprofit, start a little mm-hmm. business that, uh, that mm-hmm. uh, they have a passion for. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's just a—it's a variety of different ways to look at how we want to carve out the path forward. Well,
1: yeah, you know, the—the the joke sort of was that you know, baby boomers don't want to admit or, you know, or look at aging. But I—I I don't think that's true. I think that I because think of the longevity piece, I think unlike our parents who may have, you know, at 65 or 70 thought, okay, I'm old, and, you know, that means rocking chair and grandchildren, our generation sees it as the next phase, the next yeah, that's right. phase of life. That. And that's why when you said path forward, I really mm-hmm. resonated with that because I think yeah. particularly our cohort in the middle are looking at, okay, what's next, Yes. Right? That's, a, yeah. that's right. Mm-hmm.
2: That's, a, that's the question, right?
1: What, what's, uh,
2: what's, next? what's next? Yeah. And, you know, uh, there is a happiness quotient. There is a uh, wanting to um, get uh, the fullest part of life. Uh, there is a um, mm-hmm. idea of, well, we've lived a good life. We had college years. We've had great experiences, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Uh, we've had a great career work life. We're still making a contribution to uh, uh, society. Um, Mm -hmm. But how do we want to live out the the remaining years? I I, I actually think uh, you're talking about medical science, but there's a health and wellness uh, component uh, that I think is really important, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, with the idea of of staying fit. Uh, I think you've you make contact with Dan Zeman, who's a fitness expert for uh, yes. uh, baby boomers. Uh, I think that's uh, that's a real important component. I think there's the emotional support. Rhonda Farrow looks at that, too, uh, the emotional support. Um, I, I think you know, Rhonda. And um, uh, so there's the emotional part. There's the medical science part. There's the health mm-hmm. and wellness part. There's the... Managing financial. of uh, financial mm-hmm. aspects. There's mm-hmm. travel. We have um, a woman um, who's uh, been associated with us at today's senior magazine who takes people for tours to the Northern Lights, you know, and and and, mm-hmm. and, and things of that nature. That's a, that's an mm-hmm. important um, aspect. There's the idea of wanting to sit around the table for the uh, for the holidays. Uh, that's that's mm-hmm. back in
1: So in the connection. Form. So, and then the, the educational piece, even in our travel we oh, want travel yeah. that that offers some educational parts yeah so
2: oh, yeah, oh, the, yeah. Uh, there's also an educational piece to retirement because uh, one of the uh, big things of where people move to for baby boomers is to move to college towns and and to have access to universities and mm-hmm. take extra classes mm-hmm. and 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 round out your you know, Baby boomers are a learning generation, always with a curious nature. So, you know, there's, a, that, there's that aspect um, uh, to yes. the discussion as well.
1: Yes, yeah, pretty exciting bunch, if you ask yeah. me.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> glad we're baby boomers,
1: Nancy. Uh-huh, I am, yes, yes. I look forward to hearing um, the fitness piece. It's It's a, been a struggle of mine because I work too much. So um, yeah. that, that's that Yeah, you know, it's really
2: interesting. We touch a lot of different um, areas with Today's Senior Magazine, and it kind of helps me to stay up to speed on the topics of our, um, our generation, you know, between the business side of the equation. That's what I mean when I'm saying leadership mm-hmm. role at Today's Senior Magazine. But the column has really been successful. They tell me it's one of the most read Columns for baby boomers, you know the good. baby boomer corner, they senior your magazine. But the reason why I enjoy it so much is because it it forces me in a good way to stay on top of the issues and concerns of our uh, mm-hmm.
1: our generation.
2: Mm-hmm. You, you know, you can't just yeah. call yourself a leader. You can't just call yourself a spokesperson. You got to go earn it.
1: Well, and it's that need to keep learning, Rick, that we've yeah. talked about. Mm-hmm. Right. So, tell tell people how they can um, find today's seniors magazine right now. Yeah, t-
2: senior mag. It's called today's senior magazine. Um, you can just um, go ahead and, and and search for it, uh, or go look at the you know my Facebook page. Or, uh, but it's it's today's senior magazine. It's a magazine that focuses on baby mm-hmm. boomers and seniors. Right, everything media from media.
1: lifestyle to to yes. Um, yes. yeah it's to finances. Great yeah, I think, great
2: content, I think I saw content, a, a website
1: content. today. It's
2: www.todaysr.com. S- R- <S-R. <S-R. <S-R-dot-com>.
1: Okay, and and how can someone buy your book or? Obtain your book. Well,
2: it's, it's it's harder and harder to find because the book first came out in two thousand fifteen. Of course, it's right. still up on on uh, Amazon. It, if I may say in a modest way, uh, I hope the audience doesn't think I'm too boastful. But the book was highly successful. Uh, but you can still get it on on uh, on Amazon. And uh, but I I also really invite the. Um, the uh, audience to read my column, the Baby Boomer Corner, today's okay. senior magazine, because each okay. month there is a particular topic that is of interest to our uh, our generation. Yep. But when Great. I came on to the show, I really what is as much in the promotional mode as just you know having the um, ability to communicate with an expert like you, who is so interested in in our generation, the Baby Boomer generation, and I'll come full circle to where we started. Your idea of doing a series on um, baby boomers and topics germane to uh, baby boomers is uh, such a contribution to your
1: audience. Thank you. So um, I want to thank you, Rick Bava, for joining me today. I appreciate all you do to enhance the lives of seniors. Uh, We're coming to a close. I'd like to join, uh, so to my audience, join me and my guests live each Wednesday or on demand at voiceamerica.com or follow us on your favorite podcast platform. If you find yourself suddenly in a moment of crisis, go to aginglifenetwork.com where you can talk with a life care management professional who will offer answers, guidance, and support. Have a great week, everybody, and I'll see you next time here at Aging Life.
0: Thank you for tuning in this week to Aging Life Network. Please join host Nancy Oriola for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We can't wait to talk again.